Welcome to another edition of Cinematic Sound Radio. Today we have a very special show as we're going to present a program full of new soundtrack releases only. On this jam-packed show, you'll hear music from Suicide Squad, the updated version of Ben-Hur, The Monkey King 2, Kubu and the Two Strings, Dark Waves, Abzu, and Nerve. My name is Eric Woods, and this is the show dedicated to the music of film, television, and video games. Thank you very much for joining me. Sit back, kick up your feet, and relax as Cinematic Sound Radio begins now. Streaming on the web since 1996, this is Cinematic Sound. Hello everyone and welcome to the program. Cinematic Sound can be heard in various different forms and locations. You can listen to us every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on WROCK Radio at WROCKRADIO.COM. You can also stream the show on demand at CinematicSound.net or download the show via iTunes or listen to us at podtyrant.com. We have a ton of brand new film music to play for you on today's program. You heard the playlist at the top of the show, so let's dive right in. We open up with music from the new DC Comics film, Suicide Squad, which is a take on the anti-hero comic book movie where a secret government agency led by Amanda Waller recruits imprisoned supervillains to execute dangerous black ops missions and save the world from a powerful threat in exchange for clemency. The film was written and directed by David Iyer. It stars Will Smith, Jared Leto, Margot Robbie, and various other cast members. The critics didn't like this movie, and you might have noticed that fans are quite upset. Petitions have been drafted to get rid of the Rotten Tomatoes aggregate due to the numerous negative reviews, but Rotten Tomatoes really has nothing to do with the reviews on their site. It's been really crazy. Now, I am looking forward to the movie, and I really hope I enjoy it. Unfortunately, I don't have much positive to say about the score written by Academy Award-winning composer Stephen Price. Price won the Academy Award for his rather ordinary score to Gravity a few years ago. He's also written music for Attack of the Block, The World's End, and Fury. All of those are rather underwhelming. The only score of his that I thought was really excellent was his work on the BBC Earth documentary The Hunt, which features a dazzling dramatic score. Suicide Squad actually anchors itself on an anti-hero theme, which is heard during the opening track. The rest of the score, however, is overly dense. If you really think about it, it's generic music written for loud horns, Strings, percussion, synth, and bizarre sounds and samples, and none of that is overly creative. The funny thing is, though, when I first heard this score, I swear I was listening to the possible sequel score to Pacific Rim, 
the opening track is heavy drums, overmodulated guitar, and strings. Very, very reminiscent of Raman Jawadi's chugging Pacific Rim music. There's even a, a string riff that is right out of Pacific Rim as well. And if you're familiar with that score, you're most definitely going to pick it up in the opening track to this score. So there's no doubt in my mind that Suicide Squad was tempted with Pacific Rim. Having said all that, there is a gorgeous cue called Harley and Joker, which brings much-needed dramatic weight to the score. But those types of cues are few and far between on this 90-minute album, which includes a truckload of bonus tracks. This is a score going more for a cool effect than making sure it's effective film music dramatically. It's so loud that I can imagine that it will only make what looks like a rather loud special effects and sound effects heavy film turn into something that is going to be basically overwhelming noise. So I'm not too impressed with this effort from Stephen Price. However, I'm not here to make your mind up for you. So here is some music from Stephen Price's new score to the brand new DC Comics film, Suicide Squad.
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to Suicide Squad with original score composed by Stephen Price. And the original soundtrack recording is available on Water Tower Music. You're listening to Cinematic Sound with your host, Eric Woods. Welcome back to the show. I'm Eric Woods. Up next is new music from the remake of Ben-Hur, which of course is an epic story of Judah Ben-Hur, who in this film is played by Jack Houston, who is a prince falsely accused of treason by his adoptive brother, an officer in the Roman army. Ben-Hur is stripped of his title, separated from his family and the woman he loves, and Judah is forced into slavery. After years at sea, Judah returns to his homeland to seek revenge, but ultimately finds redemption. This film is based on Lou Wallace's timeless novel, Ben-Hur, A Tale of Christ, which was beautifully made in 1959. So, this film seems rather pointless because the original won, I think, about 160 Academy Awards in 1959. It's just one of cinema's greatest achievements, a perfect film in every way, shape, and form. But this is the 21st century, a time in filmmaking where classic cinema is stomped on and modern-day filmmakers have no more original ideas. As for the score, well, first, let's hear from Marco Beltrami himself about how he approached the music to this film. Beltrami says... One of the fun things about working on Ben-Hur was that I took ancient Greek and Roman instruments and processed them electronically to give the score a modern feel. We also had a traditional orchestra to give the score some scope, so overall it provides a unique emotional undercurrent to the story. Now with that all being said, this might possibly be one of the most disappointing film scores of the year, because we know what Beltrami is capable of doing by listening to his superb music from a film that came out early in the year called Gods of Egypt. Unfortunately, Marco Beltrami's voice is almost nowhere to be found in this new score to Ben-Hur. Instead, we get a score full of modern aesthetics, modern percussion, lots of percussion, processed Greek-Roman instruments, which I can't even tell what is what, you get basic string on stonatos, you get these huge blaring horns, which is all the rage today. This sounds more like something that comes from the remote control studio composing than from Beltrami's own unique voice. Theme-wise, well, I got the score today, so I really haven't let it all sink in, but there is a a theme for Ben-Hur, which is heard at the top of the album, written for vocal and horns. It's a nice theme and gets some heroic presentations later on in the score. Overall, this is just an utterly disappointing effort, as I expected Beltrami to rise above what looks like an utterly disgraceful film. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Here now is what I think, man, it's really hard for me to say this is like the best 15 minutes from the score, but even some of this is just so tough to swallow. Here is music from the 2016 remake of Ben-Hur, with original score composed by Marco Beltrami.
Music from the original motion picture soundtrack to the remake of Ben-Hur, which comes out in theaters soon, with original score composed by Marco Beltrami, and the original soundtrack recording is available through Sony Classical. You're listening to the film, television, and video game music radio show, Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to the program. My name is Eric Woods, and I'm your host. Okay, so we've got a couple of uh, not-so-good scores out of the way. Let's listen to something that will most likely be on my year-end best-of list when we present it in January of 2020. 17. The film's called The Monkey King 2. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into the plot of the film because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me anyway, but what I do know is that this film takes place 500 years after the first film and, of course, is based on the classic novel Journey to the West. Now, like the first film, composer Christopher Young was tapped to score the sequel. Now, in the first film, Christopher Young wrote one of the finest large-scale thematic scores of his career. In returning to this series, he brings along those themes and composes a truckload more. If he scores a third film, this series of scores might go down as one of the greatest set of fantasy film scores the world has ever heard, but really didn't know about. All the way through the process of writing, Christopher Young kept on thinking on how he was going to top the first one. The major difference between this film and the first was that the first took place in the heavens, whereas the sequel, it would take place on Earth. In the liner notes of Entrada Records' album, Young mentions that the director talked to him about the need for music to address the emotional voyage that these characters take. The material Young crafted is far more gushingly romantic due to the major character's commitment to each other and to the concepts of loyalty, devotion, and surrender. There's plenty of darkness as well. Most of that music is surrounded around a dark demon, and if there is anyone who can do dark music justice, it's Christopher Young. There, of course, is also some exciting action material, which fits perfectly within the fantasy aspects of the film. And there are plenty of other character themes and beautiful moments all wrapped up in 12 dazzling suites, which play more like a symphonic suite than a film score. And this was done on purpose by Young, who is continually dedicated to finding the best listening experience for his film scores. A lot of the newly assembled cues are quite lengthy and each have sensational highlights that if I only played one cue... Due to their extended length, you really wouldn't get a sense for what the score is like as a whole. So, I decided, like I did with the suite I presented of the original Monkey King soundtrack a few years ago, I edited down the album to a 22 and a half minute suite, which contains highlights from seven of the 12 suites available on the album. I hope you enjoy this custom suite I prepared for you. This is one of the very best scores of the year, featuring gorgeous air hoop performances by Karen Hans, alongside the talented musicians of the Slovak National Symphony Orchestra and Lucinda Chorus, beautifully recorded by the extremely talented Peter Fox, 
who is one of the best recording engineers in the game today. Here now is music from The Monkey King 2. The original soundtrack recording is available on Intrada Records, featuring fantastic music by Christopher Young.
streaming on the web since 1996. This is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. This is the show dedicated to the music of film, television, and video games. I'm Eric Woods, and I'm your host. On today's program, it's all new releases. We'll hopefully get back to our regular format. Uh, In a couple of weeks, we have an interesting show for you next week as we're just going to spotlight re-recordings. And then we'll get back into our regular format where we will be featuring our John Williams album of the week, a film music vault selection. We do have a video game score for you on today's program, so that part of the show stays the same. But uh, we'll get back into the the normal swing of things in a couple of weeks. Up first this hour, we're going to listen to music to a score that literally just uh, came across my desk a a few hours ago, and I I quickly uh, went through it and picked out some of my very favorite tracks. This is a, a fantastic score to, I think, one of the year's most highly anticipated films. It's a stop motion animated epic action adventure score, action adventure film called Kubu and the Two Strings. Then it comes from the acclaimed animation studio Laika. They're actually based out of Portland, Oregon, and the film hits theaters on Friday, August 19th. Now, as I said, this is a stop motion film and it looks absolutely gorgeous. Now, it's not just stop motion. This uh, company incorporates uh, many interesting elements into the stop motion photography. There's a uh, trick photography, there's some computer-generated effects. So they really embrace everything about animation into these projects, but the main characters, of course, are all uh, stop-motion. The score was written and conducted by Dario Marianelli, an inspired choice. He's an Academy Award winner for his score to Atonement, for which he also earned a Golden Globe Award. The story is set in ancient Japan, where a young boy named Kubu cares for his sick mother in a village. A spirit from his past turns Kubu's life upside down by reigniting an age-old vendetta. This causes all sorts of havoc, as gods and monsters chase Kubu who, in order to survive, must locate a magical suit of armor once worn by his late father, a legendary samurai warrior. The film features the voices of Charlize Theron, Art Parkinson, Ralph Fiennes, Runamara, George Takei, and Matthew McConaughey. The original score is really superb, and like I said, I've only listened to it once, but even as you're listening to the first track, you can feel the waves, you can feel the spirit of adventure, the timelessness of the ancient Japanese instrumentation. It's lush, soulful, emotional music. It's also exciting. There are some Blended action cues in this score. It's all brilliant stuff, and it's great to hear Dario Marinelli back in the composing seat again, and I'm really hoping that this film does well. Based on my first playing of this album, I love it. I could see it on my top 10 list of 2016. We'll just have to wait. If it does make it, in January of 2017 when I present that show. But until then, here is brand new music from a film which isn't due out until August 19th. The stop-motion animated film Kubo and the Two Strings with original score composed and conducted by Dario Marianelli. 
a superb adventure score from composer Dario Marianelli. From the film Kubu and the Two Strings, and the original soundtrack recording is available on Warner Brothers Records. The home for film, television, and video game music since 1996. This is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to the program. I'm Eric Woods. Thank you very much for joining me. I hope you're enjoying today's program. Well, we have a video game selection for you right now. And it comes from a brand new game, a beautiful looking game called Abzu, with original score composed by Austin Wintery. In the game, you discover a lush hidden world as you descend into the heart of the ocean where ancient secrets lie forgotten and encounters with majestic creatures awaits. It's a beautiful, beautiful game brought to you by the same people who worked on the game Journey, which was a huge hit, and Austin Wintery also worked on that. The game was developed by Giant Squid and is available on the PlayStation 4 and Microsoft Windows. So the game's environment really inspired Austin Wintery because it bursts with color and it being a living entity, the ocean, Austin Wintery immediately thought of a harp ensemble to match the life and vitality of the game's vision. Wintery was also originally going to score the game only with harps, but the game's weight and scope demanded something more, so Wintery introduced the sounds from the orchestra. There's also a mystical or spiritual nature to the game, so Wintery responded to that with choir. Wintery spent countless hours trying to reach the level of quality of imagination the producers were bringing out in the game and the look and feel of it, and I think Wintery succeeded. The game is gorgeous, and so is the music. Wintery actually started working on this game three years ago. It has evolved from being a harp and choir score to what you're going to hear in a few minutes. The score's orchestra exquisitely conveys the lush and beautiful textures of the game. Close your eyes and you will be instantly transported to the blue hues of the game's underworld. And as you listen to the score within the game, it starts off very heavy on orchestra, but then evolves into something much smaller and intimate, where there is only a seven-harp ensemble and the choir guiding you. This is not a big blockbuster score. It doesn't have big marches or driving action music. It creates a mood, but doesn't do so by dumbing down the music. The music is so expertly composed. You're hearing music from a man who understands the craft of scoring for moving pictures. A man who gives it his all each and every time he works on a project. Who digs deeper than most composers these days to try and find those right notes to help complement the motion images while at the same time writing some of the most dazzling and satisfying music you'll hear all year. Wintery is having a brilliant 2016 along with The Banner Saga 2, another of 2016's highlights. If you haven't heard that one, then I suggest you listen to our April 18th broadcast, where we featured music from that game. And now, without any further ado, here is music from the video game, Abzu, with a delightful score by composer Austin Wintery.
Gorgeous music from the pen of composer Austin Wintory, featuring a London ensemble of harps, that's seven of them, and the London Voices, along with the Nashville Studio Orchestra. And the original soundtrack recording is available on T65B Records. It's one of the best scores of the year, folks. And as I said, Austin Wintory's having a fantastic year. I highly recommend you check out his music from the Banner Saga 2 as well. Bringing you the very best of original music composed for films, television and video games, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to the program. We have another new release for you, and again, it's a score that I've only had for the past couple of days, but it it really blew me away. This is really a fantastic score. It comes from a film called Dark Waves. It's an Italian-produced fantasy horror movie, which was, according to the IMDb, screened in November of 2015. However, it never received a wider release until August of this year, when it made its debut on home video in Canada and the United States. And after a Facebook conversation with composer Alexander Shimini, he too confirmed that the official release date of the film was actually August of this year. So we're categorizing this film as a 2016 picture, which means I'm proud to say that this score is easily, easily one of the best scores of the year. And I'm talking about top-tier material here, folks. It's a super score. And uh, really, I shouldn't be surprised after hearing the magnificent work Shimini did on Red Crocodile in 2012. This is a very colorful score. It's deeply emotive, and it's just so well-written. We have solo vocals, which are almost ripped right out of Ennio Morricone's imagination, along with gorgeous violin and cello performances, all backed by some of the most exquisite orchestral writing you'll hear this year. The album plays like a beautiful opera or symphonic poem. The music paints clear pictures in your mind. This is what good composers do. And I'm so excited that there are directors out there like Domiziano Cristofaro that allows this kind of lyrical writing to be present in their films. Directors like this aren't afraid to let their scores help tell the story. While I haven't seen the movie, you can just tell by listening to this score that it plays a very important role in the film's narrative. I've only had this score for a couple of days, as I mentioned earlier, but I plan on revisiting it as often as possible, and you'll most certainly find this on my year-end best-of list. Hopefully we hear more from Chimini on bigger projects in the near future, but until then, please enjoy new music from Alexander Chimini from the film Dark Waves.
Gorgeous music written by composer Alexander Gimini from the film Dark Waves. One of my favorite scores of the year, and the score is available now through Kronos Records. Well, we've sadly come to the end of yet another edition of Cinematic Sound Radio right here on Rock on Radio, WRockRadio.com. Again, thanks to everyone at WRock for helping me get this show on the WRock Airwaves. And we're, of course, part of the Pod Tyrant Network, a podcast, and thanks to everyone at Pod Tyrant for all of their support. Feel free to reach out to Cinematic Sound Radio by emailing me at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. Don't forget to visit cinematicsound.net to hear an archived version of this show and years of previous programming as well. We are also on iTunes or find us on your favorite podcatcher. And of course, I am the co-host on Track Sounds, the Soundcast Stereo, a weekly film music discussion podcast. Christopher Coleman and I discuss some of the most relevant film music news stories or just things that interest us. So it's a quick 30, 40 minute conversation. Again, uh, that's at tracksounds.com or just look for Track Sounds through iTunes and the show is updated every Thursday. I also, of course, want to thank Tim Burton for letting his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program and composer David Cusina for writing cinematic sounds, intro music that you hear at the top of each hour. The last score we're going to present for you right now is uh, one of the most infectious albums you'll hear all year. It comes from the film called Nerve. It's directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Shulman. And it's based on the 2012 novel of the same name. The film stars Emma Roberts, David Franco, and Juliette Lewis and revolves around an online objective truth or dare video game which allows people to enlist as players or watchers as the game intensifies. The composer for the film was Robert Simonson and he remembers discussing the music before shooting of the film started. And he and the directors talked a lot about using synthesizers and drawing from 80s-styled music for the score. Now, Rob Simonson, it's a new name for me. He's a film composer, musician, music producer. He has an established reputation amongst a new wave of composers who has cut his teeth alongside mentor Michael Dana, for whom he scored Mike Webb's indie hit, 500 Days of Summer. He also provided additional music for other films such as Moneyball and Life of Pi, which won four Academy Awards, including Best Original Score. In this score, you're going to hear uh, the use of a children's choir to capture a sort of 
innocence of these kids doing crazy dares and being nonchalant about playing with life and death literally in the game. They didn't want to form a church-type choir, but something that felt more loose and informal. So that is an interesting aspect which adds in a more organic element over all the electronic effects. Uh, There's quite a few influences uh, in this score, everything from the 80s, but you'll hear what sounds like Daft Punk, you'll hear stuff that sounds like John Carpenter, Um, I hear some Brad Fidel in there, Uh, some of his Terminator scores, there's a little bit of that kind of droning in the score as well, and of course the children's choir is really a welcome element to the score, as I said, adding something organic or a little bit more human to the score. I mentioned at the top that it is quite an infectious score. It really is. It's one that I played top to bottom and then just repeated. It's such a a wonderful album. It'd be interesting to hear what it sounds like in the film. So we end off today's program with an interesting score from composer Rob Simonson for the film Nerve. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Eric Woods. I've been your host for the past two hours of film music. I really hope you enjoyed today's program. And until next week, take care and happy listening.